simple enough. The why that troubles me. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I Six of Mole and That's Zane's. Way off. What 156. is it? One fifty six. One fifty. Yeah. One fifty five. One fifty five. One fifty four. One fifty four. Okay. One fifty four sounds a little bit better. We've done too many of these. <laughs> By the way, uh, this is Mole and Zane's podcast, Rambling Randomness. I'm Mole. I'm I'm that other guy. That's that other guy, Zane. That's me. And and over here we got Miss uh, Nikki Sombrero and um and, and, and it is a pack house um because we have a special guest today and uh, uh, people may know him and he's been on the show before uh, in video form. Uh, video form. <laughs> now uh, I have never seen him. He has never. You never saw it. <laughs> okay, I have never seen and, the and, and audio form. By the way, I've heard uh, the audio. Yes, I've so heard your you sweet, go. sweet voice. Yes, yes, you have a sweet. <laughs> this is Mr. Andre Gower of Monster Squad fame and of uh, Wolfman's Got Nards, the new documentary about the Monster Squad. Uh, so, how are you today, my good friend? Uh, I'm not as good as that awesome intro that you guys have. That was pretty uh, kicking. I like that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we are here today to talk about former jobs, and that's what the music is going to be tied into today, is uh, uh, working, essentially, you know, job uh, stuff. Uh, I you, work. You, you do work. work. <laughs> I, I, I used to work a lot. Uh, Z here works way too much. Um, I work more than I ever have now. Nikki, Nikki Sombrero and I have about uh, a combined 15,000 jobs, uh, you know. <laughs> at least. At least. Uh, how many jobs have you had besides acting and, and you know, stuff? <laughs> uh, well, if, you know, technically every acting job that you do is technically a separate you, job. You are very right. You Okay. However, I should specify you know, genre of job. How's that? <laughs> yeah. And so, But if you, uh, you know, you kind of lump those all together as like one. So like performing in front of the camera is like one job. Right. Um, tacked on to that is probably another couple dozens. <laughs> you know, if you added them up, you know, being... Uh, you know, actually long-term real stuff or, you know, one-offs or short-term type things, but it runs the gamut, man. Um, you know, all different ages, uh, you know, been in the event space and the, in the, in the sports travel and the hospitality world and, uh, you know, using some of my skills that I learned in college, uh, <laughs> which, um, you know, led to what I thought was going to be a no-brainer into, you know, broadcasting ended up just being working at newspapers for years. Okay. So it, uh, you know, so it, it runs all over the place. Some I don't talk about, and others I'm totally fine talking right. about. <laughs> um, you know, it like I, I, you know, it ran from. It was weird because you know when we set this up and you started thinking about it, I started clicking, clicking things off in my head, and I was like, that that was it. That was me. <laughs> like I did that too, uh, you know, not just you know in camera stuff or behind camera stuff, which all counts kind of. Yeah, uh, it but counts. like real, you know, non industry slash you know regular world type things. It, yeah, it's kind of started adding up there, especially when you get older. But uh, it's uh, you know runs the gamut from 
you know, being a sports writer at a, at a newspaper with a weekly column all the way to, uh, you know, before that um, or even after that, working part-time in a, you know, a one-hour photo lab that my friend ran and, you know, running events from one of my best friends in college all over the world and, um, you know, going to big sporting events and managing groups of people and, you know, uh, hospitality type things. So, you know, it's all over the place. <laughs> um, yeah, I know I personally have had uh, – I have a list. Hold on. Do you really have a list? I made I, – dude, I was prepared. You make lists for everything. I was prepared. That? Okay. Where, where do you get all this ink? <laughs> you know, this, the old laser printer went to the randomverse and got that shit back from the fucking 80s. <laughs> 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 oh, let's see. I had uh, – uh, I can't even go over this. We're going to be here all day. All right, I've had uh, roughly three dozen jobs. <laughs> And uh, before we get more into it, where can the people find us? Oh, I don't know if they want to hear that. Okay. They can find us at www.digitalzoneent.com. That is www.digitalzoneent.com. You can find us on the Twitterverse everywhere. Just search Digital Zone ENT. You can find us on anchor.fm, which is, by the way, the best place to start a podcast if you not did not just know. for boats. It is not just for boats nope. anymore. Anchor.fm. Uh, you can also find us on iHeartRadio iTunes, Spotify, Amazon.com, wherever else you get your pods from, on the YouTube at Digital Zone Entertainment, and everywhere else on the internet. That, that was that That's was good. That's good. I think I got everything. I think I got everything. Okay. Cool. So um, let's let let's uh, uh, talk. Andre, where can you be found? Yeah, sure, I was sure about to say. I was like, like I was going to say. You know, if it wasn't for him, I'd be fucking all over the place. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if I can do where I can be found as well as you just did, but uh, <laughs> that was a thousand. That was a thousand things. Uh, Three years you know, in, man, I'm I'm like uh, <laughs> kind of the normal, you know, normal places like uh, U.S. Mail and um, <laughs> fr- Friendster. Um, you know, you got that MySpace account still kicking? <laughs> no, that got that got hacked and frozen by you know, like some uh, some some music thing. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, on the regular, you know, on the on the regular interwebs uh, or your uh, phone apps, uh, you know that all that everybody's using these days. Yeah, yeah, uh, on things. on on Twitter, it's at Andre Gower, and on uh, Instagram, it's uh, at Andre Gower Official. And you can, uh, if you if you're interested in the documentary, you can follow at the Squad Doc on both of Ooh, those and uh, get yes, info and feeds and. And you know media articles and things like that, but uh, yeah, follow me, hang out, send me a shout, um, send me a photo, send me a meme, send me a gif. I try to you know I try to interact with people you know on the Twitter and Instagram as much as I can. Yeah, that I mean, is much better than me because I do it none. <laughs> I occasionally well, I, will I, I do it just a little bit better than of you. puppies on the Instagram. I don't understand <laughs> it that Instagram you know it's just so much work it's a lot of a lot of work is it is a lot of work and uh, not that i'm lazy but it is a lot of work Um, in a different sphere of work so yeah oh i'm just straight lazy you know i post nikki sombrero here is on uh on a whole nother level on the uh the 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 instagrams and uh to be fair i'm a photographer she is so (laughs) she she is uh so uh, we call her nikki sombrero because she is head Many hats. Many hats in in different jobs all over the place. Uh, And, um, you know, on that note, we're going to act like we're going over to our first song today. Going to act like it? I'm going to act like it. You know, why is Power Radio? Because we got guests via video, and I can't really sit here and bop to music while he's going to be sitting there just going, what the hell are you guys listening to? And and, and 
this kind of neat why they're bobbing their heads. <laughs> they could be talking about me. I don't know. So, <laughs> so we're going to first go to, uh, let's see, Zane, what is the name of your oh, song? Okay, so so uh, my one of my most exciting, I haven't had, honestly, that many jobs. Like, right. I really haven't. I've, I've kind of stuck to the jobs that I've had. You know, I've when I started my little DJ business that has been basically shut down now for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, so that really isn't doing much. Um, but I was I got the opportunity to be a pool guy back in high school. <laughs> one of my friend's fathers ran a pool business, so I got to be one of those guys that drove up in the truck every week to some house where people were rarely out, out in the country here, and we would clean their pools, fix their motors, open and close. You know, and it was honestly one of the funnest jobs I ever had. Come to find out, I couldn't find a lot of songs about being a pool guy, <laughs> but I did find a song named uh, right? by a guy named Rappin' Hook. Rappin' called, Hook. Uh, and, and I know that you were a pizza guy. I was for many years. And it was called, uh, Why Is There a Pizza Guy in My Pool? And, um, you know, you came across some weird things that you saw in pool. People always ask, oh, did you ever come across, you know, people, uh, you know, the, some young... Uh, People skinny dipping on. I'm like, nope. It was always like some seventy, you know, year old lady. Most of the time, it was a man <laughs> out there sunbathing by the pool. And Gold chain, up, beer belly. You'd pull up in the truck, and Speed they up. would they wouldn't move. They're like, this is my place, and uh, we'd be like, um, we're here to clean the pool. Yep. <laughs> could could you put a towel on, please? <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, I could do that for you. Sure. I could do that. But it was an awesome job. I really did enjoy it. So, you know, yeah. I got to drive around in the truck all day. Um, back then, there was a there was a lot of uh, grass being smoked. So um, A lot of the devil's was, lettuce? It, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a good time. Um, I, I learned a few things. You know, I could probably, I could still prime a pump from time to time. I could still prime What's, a pump. What is the right pH balance for your pool? Seven and a half to nine. There you go. You learn something new every day. But now, if you want the good stuff, you get, everybody got that saltwater pools oh, now. Yeah, you know, yeah. they, they chlorinate themselves. Yep. Saline pools. Yeah. Right? So, so that's my jam. All right. So your Throw jam is on. pizza guy in my pool. Here we go, rapping hook. This is the story of a mysterious rock. And a mysterious man with some mysterious pizza. Why, oh, why, oh, why is there a pizza guy in my pool? Why is a pizza guy inside of my pool? Why, oh, why, oh, why is there a pizza guy in my pool? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Why, oh, why, oh, why is there a pizza guy in my pool? I wish somebody could tell me. Why, oh, why, oh, why is there a pizza guy in my pool? Where did that rock come from? Why is that rock moving? Mike better get off that swing. Oh no, Mike, what is you doing? We gotta see what it is. Let's take a look at that. Very slowly though, we don't know. Oh no, fade to black. Woke up with this pizza. Don't you eat that? You don't know where the heck it came from or what's inside it. It could be gross. Come on now, let's go inside and make ourselves a healthy snack. Throw that pizza in the trash. Wait, yo, bro, what the heck is that? Don't you go over there, Mike. Yo, I'm not kidding, dude. Don't you see the danger? Something's moving in that swimming pool. Don't do it. I said don't do it, Mike. There it goes. Don't come cry to me when you get eaten by a scary ghost. Oh, snap. That's Dallas, the pizza guy in my pool. You scared us half to death. Mike, please hit him with your shoe. I don't want your soggy pizza. That thing looks disgusting, G. We ain't even order pizza. What you mean you read my dreams? Why, oh, why, oh, why is there a pizza guy in my pool? It turns out he's 
Fun in your attitude, we don't need that. But yo, that water's contaminated, and I'ma say it. Y'all need to get out of there before I get angry, yo. You're the one who's constipated. All right, that's it. Y'all both in trouble, yo. It's going down. Get ready to run. I'm bringing the real super soaker out. You've been all up in my pool for too long of a span. Why don't you put down your pizza shield and fight me like a man? No. I guess I'll have a slice of pizza. It looks pretty good. What is this, Dallas? Am I seeing little chips of wood? Maybe I'm just going crazy. Maybe I'm not seeing clear. Doesn't matter, daddy. Take a bite, cause we're all beavers here. Okay, now, Dallas, go get lost. This is just getting weird. I don't care where you go. I just don't want you chilling here. Okay, he's leaving. Well, first, he gotta get off the ground. Yo, that's my brick. Get back here, man. You better put it down. Why, oh, why, oh, why is there a pizza guy in my And we're back, rapping hook. That was great. Magic Radio is awesome. <laughs> Pizza guy in my pool. If you want to hear that song, you just did. So there you go. All the songs that you find here today are on the Spotify. Oh, and they we will do have all a, be added to the list. That's right. We do have a nifty, handy dandy Spotify list. If you don't want to hear our beautiful voices, you can just listen to the music. I don't yep. know why you would want to do that. Mullins and sure. podcast. Of Rand, 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 this playlist. playlist. You can, you can find it. There's a link right where you find our podcast. It's it really? right there in the description. So you can click on that link. Oh, cool. Look at that. Handy dandy. Like Blue's Clues. Ain't that nifty. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna so go do that. I'm gonna go do that now. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay, we'll see you later, Andre. Nice, no, nice having you on. Thanks. <laughs> I was here for the. I was here for the music. Bye. A, you gotta yeah. go. See you later. Shit. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's keep talking. Nick, Nikki Sombrero. Like yes, sir. Like you know, we, I was gonna get to you. Ugh. This is this is a hard subject for me. What's what's what state should we should we narrow down what state we're going to talk about? Let, let's start with um, <laughs> I've state hopped a few times, quite a few. She she is all over the place. Um, she has a, a little blog that will be put back up. No, we um, should be asking no. what jobs haven't you done? This is, this is what we need to be talking about. <laughs> yes, I've. Well, obviously, photographer for many, many years now. I do love your photography. um, Like 22 years in, um, which includes, you know, weddings, uh, lots of headshots. I've done 15 feature films doing set photography and um, which this one. (laughs) (laughs) That that is. This This, one on your shoulders. Um, (laughs) And some different TV shows and such and babies and puppies and all that fun stuff and six years at the newspaper and blah, blah, blah. And blah, 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 as far as photography goes. Is there still a newspaper? Ulster Publishing actually had to shut down almost all the way because of COVID. So you can only find them online now. A lot of us got laid off, unfortunately. 
Uh, so newspaper, that's that's not a thing anymore. No. No. Speaking of uh, the, this whole COVID thing, um, how is it like out there, man? Like, is, is it affected you at all? Like, at, uh, Andre, like at period, like your work thing, like going on uh, movies or directing or anything like that? Yeah, n- uh, no doubt. You know, it was, um, you know, whatever day it was that, you know, the world decided to actually shut down. Uh, you know, you kind of had kind of those rumblings of what, oh, my gosh, is this going to happen? Is this is that going to happen? What's going to go down? I kind of I kind of knew <laughs> and kind of prepared a little bit for that about a week or two before any of that kind of conversation started. But, yeah, on that kind of, you know, once things like, um, you know, things that affect you in your kind of space, like when uh, South by Southwest canceled. Right. Uh, was like kind of the first, uh, you know, clarion call of, oh, shit, something's going down. And uh, if these big events are pulling back then this is probably going to be something heavy that we just haven't been informed about yet and you know like i mentioned with other stuff you know one of my best friends run um started a huge you know uh travel and 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 event hospitality company which has now been acquired and gobbled up by these huge names and brands now so it's one of the biggest things in the country and that's a pretty good resource for live events and sporting events and when all those things kind of you know, put the brakes on, then you knew this was a lot further down the road than just a couple weeks. Right. Um, uh, I don't even know. Look, obviously nobody did anything right on the, <laughs> on, on the, on the, on the, from the, from the ground level of people on the street, all the way up to, you know, state and federal, you know, agencies, you know, handling things uh, from the beginning, I think it could have been better, but uh, this was never going to be over in like three or four weeks. Like people thought it was like in February of yeah. last year. Right, um, right. But yeah, yeah as soon as every, as soon as everything kind of put the brakes on it, I had, you know, uh, eight to 10 months or more of the, you know, the things that I had booked and planned to do just wiped off. So that put a weird, you know, kind of, kind of kibosh in your calendar it just kind of, it was like if your calendar was a white erase board and like it just got away <laughs> the world was just one big yeah. like fuzzy eraser and, <laughs> and uh, you know in one day because you knew that just wasn't going to happen or come back and interestingly enough on that it was um you know with the documentary we had had uh, as some people know or may not know that we, you know we had some some weird delays coming out of our festival run about actually getting this movie out and before kind of COVID hit, uh, we had entered in, you know, for a number of months, we had been in this big distribution deal and was getting out to the world. And, you know, for a couple of reasons that got delayed and then it ended up into, you know, COVID became a thing and then everybody pulled out of everything. And I was like, what are you pulling out of this for? This <laughs> like, you're, we're already, we're already down the road on the agreement and like, everybody's gonna be watching content at home. Like, continue with this and it just ended up dying and then we had to start again from scratch in the middle of april trying to uh you know find a different distribution deal because that one fell through um for for one of two reasons and so i spent most of this you know spring and summer working on that so i was very busy even though everything was shut down because i was trying to get this damn movie out and 
that finally happened in October. And then, you know, for the last, you know, month or so, you know, we've been working on getting the international, you know, kind of deal set up. So that's in process now. So I've been busy with the documentary stuff because I released a movie in the middle of this craziness. What movie? And uh, Wolfman's Got Nards. No, and I'm so. Just... <laughs> oh. I thought, never mind. I'm an idiot. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> Really? Like what well, the the one you're talking about or a different one? No. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. The pool guy the pool guy put too I much, so much weed, room, dude. That's, that's what it is. I smoke um, way too much weed. <laughs> so it's been a it's been a weird, you know, kind of hell, it's almost been twelve months now, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's almost yeah. been a it's almost been a year. So this this past, you know, ten, twelve months has been really, really slow, yet also very busy, if that makes any sense. Just on you know, working on this project. But I was also in the middle of, you know, trying to, uh, I'm a producer on my man, Henry McComas, uh, is uh, a script and film that we're, we're trying to get done. And we were, we were in, the, in the middle of the beginnings of a deal to get it going right when COVID hit. And, you know, uh, Henry uh, is my main guy on the, on the documentary. And so we work well together and we've got these other projects we work on. He's written this really awesome script that he wants to direct. And I jumped on as a producer with a couple other pals of ours and, uh, you know, trying to get it financed and off the ground. And we were really hoping to shoot that last fall, uh, which means by now it'd be done and, you know, post might be close to being finished and looking to release this next fall. But right. that also got wiped off the slate as well for right now. So, uh, but we spent a lot of time working on that. And that's what happens in entertainment. There's a lot of spec- speculative work that you do up front that you're just not quite sure is it's going to bear fruit or not. And you may spend eight, nine, ten months on something, think it's going to happen, and then, you know, one phone call and it doesn't, uh, or vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> and so you just never know. And so it's been a weird year, and it's not just for me. It's obviously from everybody. And, th- look, there's, you know, nine out of ten, nine, nine and a half, nine point nine five out of ten people, you know, have it a lot worse than I do right now. Um, and so it's just been hard on everybody. It's just been a really weird year. But this is our kind of our thing that we had to deal with. Like we really haven't dealt with much strife or issues or hardships as definitely the this current generation right. or even my generation. You know, it's uh, we've had it quite easy for a while. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have uh, quite. Yeah, you know, we haven't it, had any world wars? No, um, you know, yeah. that's uh, no no plagues. And- Till now. Yeah, I mean, we had that Spanish flu for a minute, but whatever that was. And, you know, just despite the fact that I had five jobs just kind of go poof, (laughs) um, I'm a school teacher by day normally, and then um, I have my photography business, which I had nine weddings cancel last Mm. year, Yeah. and then I usually shoot for about three different... uh, music magazines so all of my events and music festivals that i usually spend all summer doing gone um i work for a recording studio gone um i actually have not been at school in over a year so it's crazy it was the the only uh video work that i even did this year i did one music video over summer and no no film no tv like i just my whole bubble just first so that's been weird it's been a lot of time just uh reflecting and fishing actually this summer fishing <laughs> yeah no i did a lot of fishing this summer too i can't say I did a lot of fishing quite a lot of fishing <laughs> i learned to be a mason he did zane, zane learned to be a mason 
And uh, I learned I'm that no master, but I can I can mix some yeah, mud together now. It, that's that's something that I you know and, didn't and, ever expect to be doing. And, and I learned that you know if I don't send my kids to school for at least six hours a day, I get very grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I got five of them, and they like to you know when they're home, they're they're home. You can hear them all over, and they've been home a lot because of school. So they're doing that online stuff all the time now, and it's it, it's. Honest, yeah, which... though, you know, it's like I'll say that this this whole thing, it's uh, you know, being that it has been almost a year now, that it's really taught me to slow down some oh. and not not take everything as as seriously as I was taking it. And you know, there's there's a lot going on out there. You know, even with uh, even without a pandemic going on, and it's just true. nice to uh, be able to take a look at it from time to time and uh, with with a fresh set of eyes and stop just going, going, going. That is that is because I was doing true. a lot of going and never actually. Uh, you know, being grateful for any of the stuff that was actually, you know, getting achieved. It was just, you know, one thing, then the next, yeah. then yep. the next. And, uh, you know, so having, having that time to see the achievements that have been laid out or, or the failures, you know, have been, uh, have been pretty cool to watch. Yeah. And uh, speaking of that, um, 80stees.com, you like T-shirts? <laughs> They're still I a sponsor. I, 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 I keep forgetting. Here I do. There you go. There's Look, a there's t-shirt. a T-shirt. Andre, do you like T-shirts? I assume, you know, you wear them. Right, I am a T-shirt guy. That's well, pretty much all I wear. Well, um, then, yeah. <laughs> then 80stees.com is the place you want to go for all your high-quality, officially licensed T-shirts from the 80s. Now, I'm not sure. I haven't looked, so I don't know if they got Monster Squad stuff on there. If they are, I'm going to have to get you a cut. Because you know, <laughs> I don't want—I don't want to be ripping my boys off here. Like, <laughs> but uh, well, 80s.com. That, that, be fine. I wouldn't turn it down. But you know, and I don't own the rights to all that either. So, hey, man, okay. it, your face is on that shirt. You're getting it. That's all I'm saying. Kevin over there. <laughs> yes, we got Kevin, our good friend over there, gave us not a five, not a eight. Not a nine and a half or a ten even. They gave us an eleven percent discount. Where else are you gonna get eleven percent? Eleven percent because we go that extra mile for our people. You know what I mean? That one extra mile. Promo code digital zone eighties tees dot com. You can also go to our other sponsor, myhighshop.com. Use promo code digital zone ENT. Get yourself thirty-five percent off of anything on their website. That's myhighshop.com. Digital zone ENT is a promo code. And uh, Zane is currently looking up. Uh, I, I really want to know. If now he wants to know if there's Monster Squad shirts on 80stees.com. We're going to find that out. And uh, while Zane is doing that, we're going to go to our next song. And, and we let Mr. Gower here pick a song, too. And uh, uh, the song that he chose was, and I will tell him if he doesn't remember, it is <laughs> Bob Seger's Hollywood Nights, which is a great song, by the way. Very good. Very good pick. Um, you big Bob Seger fan? I love Bob Seger. Yeah. You know, it was something, you know, you grow up and, and you hear it, you know, on the radio or in films or TV or Chevy commercials. And um, you're like, yeah, okay, that guy. But then I really got into Bob Seger about, <laughs> I don't know, I'd say 15, 20 years ago. And I was like, you know, this guy was different, but he was a staple and he had a great sound. And then it made the world a difference that uh, I got to, I went to two of his concerts, you know, and just, you know, in the last 10 years, it's been about six or seven years now. Oh, wow. But, you know, he's up there like uh, rocking it out, you know, gray hair, gray beard, <laughs> like, you know, an awesome peapod just hammering out awesome rock songs. And uh, 
his band is still awesome and it was a great show nice and it was interesting for i i've been to i used to you know didn't we all like to go to live i, I love live music and, and and concerts um and things uh, i'm not much for crowds anymore but uh you know going to a good show it, it's worth it and you know, Bob Seeger, I think my wife and I were the youngest people in the arena. And then we've also been to shows where we're definitely the oldest. So it was, <laughs> you know, it was a whole weird thing. But Bob Seeger runs the gamut, man. It's uh, It was such an interesting sound, you know, um, from where he came from. And, you know, he's a Detroit guy. But mid, so there's Midwest, there's 70s rock. But, you know, you could tell he was influenced by Detroit, you know, and, and, and Motown and things like that. Right. And so he, and he blended it into his songs. And it was that's what kind of stood apart, but it was also, they were performers also. So he wasn't just a recording artist and I don't think his videos were fantastic, you know, cause they were all in the early days, but uh, they're awesome now. Yeah. It's just, there, there's some songs that he does and you know, awesome new bands have covered them and, and as they should. And he's just sort of a staple that I, I'm not quite sure that people throw in their top, Ten lists all the time. I really don't. I think he's kind of just left off the list, even though he probably should be leading it for a lot. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's listen to it real quick here. Bob Seger, Hollywood Nights. Let her 
Seeger's so good. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gotta love it. Click, we're back. <laughs> Hollywood on. Nights. This is on. This is on. I know it's doing. It's weird, but you know what? We got, we got to actually start doing it this way now anyway with the music because Spotify and Anchor are being weird. We're going to have to actually split in the songs through their synced app. It's kind of fucking weird, but we got to do what we got to do so we don't get our shit struck in. You know what I'm saying? We, we need that money, <laughs> which we haven't gotten yet. Absolutely. I don't uh, want money. I know. Well, we're going to donate. Did we yeah. already? Did we going, not? Going to, we, we have gone over this. Every dollar we make off of this show will go to charity. Yep. And Every I, dollar. I, I still have, what, three fans? Four. Three fans. Because he's the other one signed up. So <laughs> if you if you want to make Zane feel good, Mr. Gower, please go on Spotify and sign up for that podcast playlist. Zane, Zane, <laughs> Zane will be happy knowing that that one person... It'll make five. It'll make five. <laughs> oh, five. Well, that's my number. Maybe five. I was going to wait till five came up. Oh, so I, I knew it. Three or four see. months. But if it's five, then I'll I'll go and do it. Sim- sim- no, it's you know it's always interesting to get you know to participate in a different way in 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 a show or a podcast and you know you ask me like like it's about jobs and like experiences and like name a song and that's almost like telling me to pick my favorite movie right which is the hardest thing in the world to do and someone <laughs> put me on the spot the other day in a pub like what's your favorite movie oh, i was with a i was doing a thing for my uh, one of my best friends high school class it was like 100 kids in their high school 
and I was just talking to him about uh, it was a it was a bunch of smart kids in like this finance academy group at a big public school, and so we were talking about movie making and the and the economics of it. And then they asked what my favorite movie is, and I had no idea. <laughs> so I was right on the spot. It was terrible. And then I hung up, and I was like, oh, it's this, 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 and this. <laughs> but music's even worse because I think I like music almost better than movies, you know, with songs. Because for me, some people, you know, for me, music connects with me. Yeah. Certain movies yep. do as well, like like we all know. And, uh, you know, that's a big part of what the kind of interrogation of uh, Wolfman's Got Nards is, is how something can impact and connect with you that stays with you for your entire life, right? Right. Um, and music really does, because we all know you can turn the dial or hit play and you instantly get transported. You know, you can hear three notes of a song and go right back to the, you know, the kickball court in sixth grade or sitting at your friend's house in ninth grade or, you know, in college, you know, overlooking, you know, the <laughs> staring out the window while you're not listening to the professor or something. <laughs> and music's powerful, just like movies are. And, you know, even TV is. It's, it's weird with me because I'm a TV fiend. Um, but music's different. And it was so, you were like, pick a song. I was like, damn it. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. you, you told me, he's like, all right, give me a little bit. I got to, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I got to, I got to absorb that a little bit because usually I try to go for something obscure or, uh, you know, cause I have you know, like my favorite artists or favorite bands. And one of my artists is, is actually known worldwide and not, not famous, but no one knows them. <laughs> and, um, and I usually try to pick something from Southern culture on the skids. But um, there wasn't one that fit, so I just like, and I was actually playing Bob Seger in the car on the way home, and I was like, you know, we're talking about jobs, we're talking about the movie industry, we're talking about things that affect. I was like, Hollywood Nights is, it's not about making movies or being in movies, but it's about that feel of being in LA, of of, of being around kind of the Hollywood vibe, uh, even though it's about kind of two outsiders, right? Right. The, 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 these are two kids that aren't from there, but they connect. But it's about the the lure. And the romanticism of that lure of what people come to L.A. for, come to Hollywood for. Uh, and then it's about how it usually never works out. <laughs> it's right, right. like you have this amazing experience and then like it doesn't really last and you end up going home. But I just I love that story. Hollywood Nights is a great story about about this kid. You know, this this kid who comes, you know, it's a great lyric when he says he, he saw that face uh, and knew he was too far from home. That's a that's a fantastic lyric. And uh, we've all felt that way sometimes. You're like, I'm. This is not where. What am I doing here? And um, yes. I, I think that's a great story to to kind of e exemplify, you know, coming to LA or coming to Hollywood. And it's it's one of my favorites anyway. But it's weird for me because I'm a native. I'm an LA native, so right. it's not like I don't know what it's like to be a transplant and 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 experience that lure. Like I was just. I was born and raised in LA and I started in the entertainment industry when I was five. So I don't know what it's like to not understand that. That's true. But I love to live vicariously through characters like in songs like uh, in Bob Seger songs. And I really want to live vicariously through, you know, the characters in Night Moves. So that's just. Yeah, <laughs> definitely 100%. What were you going to say, Nikki? I was going to say, Mark, so I, I don't know if. Marshall told you not so Marshall and I are cousins um we're day only, one cousins literally um <laughs> we're only a couple months apart and we're first cousins so yeah you know we've 
we've rocked out this life practically since uh, day one. <laughs> but when we were getting ready for the podcast earlier, we were talking, and, and I feel even like cheesy saying this, but I was like, when Monster Squad came out, Marshall and I were obsessed. That was yeah, that was our movie, bro. Like, movie. and I was reminiscing with him, and I'm like, I just, I'm instantly a kid in his loft bed, <laughs> watching his like Little... 13 inch screen TV, like, and we're, you know, we're both yep. like, this is where I go every time I think of that movie, and it's very. I don't even know. It's so weird to like see you at this age of life versus you know you were, you know, the younger version of you. Yeah, she, my TV my whole life, which is she was <laughs> she was definitely TV. marking out, definitely marking out. Which yeah, is good. I'm, I'm a little having a moment, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, by the way, Zane did find Monster Squad shirts on EightiesTees.com. <laughs> Your Stephen I, King I, I rules shirt. I thought they were shirt? still on there. I, I knew they were at a time. Sorry. Your your Stephen King's rules shirt is no. there. The a uh, one with uh, uh, all of you guys uh, and Frankenstein's monster walking. Remember that that scene. Uh, mm -hmm. Wolfman's got Nards shirt. It says Wolfman got Nards. I don't know. You, you want, you, we can get you some money for that one. I guarantee it. <laughs> guarantee it. <laughs> they got they got scary German guy. Uh, the on a shirt they got Horace. They got my dude Horace on his shirt. <laughs> Sorry, he's, he was my dude. <laughs> Horace was my he's, dude. He's he's everybody's dude. He's everybody's favorite character, and um, <laughs> it's uh, it's it, it's a shame. It's a tragedy that you know Brent's not around to you know kind of share in all this. Of course, uh, one I always say the same thing because he doesn't get to experience kind of this resurgence and this kind of, uh, you know, relaunch of the fandom. Right. Uh, but it's also the, you know, the fans don't get to interact and see, they get tired of me. <laughs> you know, they see me all the time or, you know, see me at a convention <laughs> or a screening and they're like, ah, it's Andre again. He just sits around and talks a lot. And, um, or, or Ryan Lambert. He's like, yeah, Ryan's, you know, like Andre and Ryan are off there goofing off. Yeah. Where's, you know, and would love the fans to be able to hang out with Brent and vice versa. But, I, you know, if I if I could do the Superman thing and spin the world around and, right. and go back in time, I, I definitely would. Um, but I can't. So that sucks. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting. You know, like, Nikki, you were saying, you know, will you instantly go back to that moment, you know, that kind of imprinted on you with with a certain film, which happened to be Monster Squad. And, uh, you know, same thing with characters. And, and it's been many years since you first saw this movie, but you can you, it the chemistry and, and the way your brain works, it's very, very interesting of how we can just instantly go back and, and have that moment. You start kind of dripping out those same, you know, vibes in your brain. And uh, it's not comfort. It's not nostalgia. I think it's all of that stuff. Everybody wants to put a, a word on it. And I just think it's a powerful thing. And I, I think it's awesome. And uh, like we said, music does it, but movies do it. Where, where did you see, where did you see Monster Squad for the first time? Was it on VHS or was it on HBO? Or because I, I know actually, you're not, you didn't I, see in the theater. Because no, 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 no. It didn't. It, honestly, it wasn't. It didn't come to our area in the theater. I remember. Um, yeah. We actually first saw it on VHS, taped off of yeah. HBO. <laughs> right. Back when everybody had the VCR and the blank tapes, you know, and yeah. that tape and, got worn well, the fuck out, dude. Yeah, Seriously, we almost burnt <laughs> a hole in it. <laughs> 
And I, I'm not even you're saying not the, that to you. You're not like, the first time I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. That that tape was so like certain spots were like all stretched out after a minute. Like it was like ridiculous. It was it was like I think one of the parts that actually got stretched out was when Ryan first got introduced, pulled up on his bike, and he went and lit the, the match on his shoe. Fault. Like and it, the tape just kind of uh, slowed down after a while. Like during that spot, it was like. Roar. <laughs> now I know what happened. Nikki kept rewinding that shit back she and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. Yeah. Yep. I know. Yeah, I, I can tell. I see. <laughs> monster squatting and grease. I was all about <laughs> the black leather jacket and the. Plus, I watched Kids Incorporated till I was yeah, blue in the nah, face. I was obsessed with that before Monster Squad. So yeah, I, 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 I tried to be about Ryan. I tried to be Ryan, but I ended up being Horace. So it's just the way it was. That's, and that's also not the first time I've heard that either. So it's, uh, but that's what's interesting and also kind of special. And it was though it was stories exactly like your stories about you know being in the bunk bed or rewinding the tape back and forth that you know, we started hearing, you know, as this kind of resurgence kind of started and those stories kept coming and coming and we kept, and I get another one awesome today. Like they don't, they, they don't seem to like fade away and people want to share that story. And over a couple of years, I realized that those stories were a story and that's what the documentary is about. The documentary is not about the movie. Right. It's not about us. It's not a making of, it's not a, where are they now? It's not a behind the scenes thing. Although there's elements of all of that, you know, it was really about, hey, we're sitting here in the middle of this weird resurgence of a movie that no one saw, you know, 30 years ago. Um, why is this movie still being talked about? Why is it so big that it is? I mean, it's bigger now than it ever would have been in 87. And, you know, I surmised and wanted to interrogate it a little bit of why. And then it got into why things imprint and connect with people and impact them so deeply and then I realized that the only reason that we're talking about this movie or going to a convention or going to a Comic-Con or a screening is because of you guys sitting in the bunk beds and, and wearing out that tape. And it's about the people that love this movie. Yeah. And I wanted to tell their story. And that's what the documentary is about. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you know, the, the documentary, um, I have yet to see it, but it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 100%. Yeah. Now, is that just because um, there hasn't been too many people that have seen it, or because that's an amazing score? That's I'm, a great score. I don't score. really no, follow not really the many movie get. scores too often, but I know that that Rotten Tomatoes thing is a pretty, they're a pretty harsh critic. So when yeah. I see 100%, I immediately was like, I will definitely be checking this out now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it, you know, it's very interesting to because ha- you know the the tomato the to- the, the tomato meter. Um, <laughs> Uh, I like to pretend I'm Patrick Stewart every once in a while. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the the tomato meter is actually, you know, the critic score. If you're a a tomato meter uh, accredited reviewer, uh, you know, it's not just, you know, some dude in an RV with yeah. a blog, you know, it's, it's, uh, Thumbs up. some dude it's, sitting uh, in his you know, it's actually going to work for a publication or have something accredited. And yeah, that's special. Um, I don't, and even great, great movies that have a hundred percent for a couple of days, you know, all of a sudden someone will throw one on there. That's a negative or give them, you know, one or two tomatoes just to be a shithead sometimes, or maybe they don't like the movie and that's totally fine. Uh, but yeah, we've been lucky enough that most of our critical reviews have all been, uh, at least medium to super positive and, yeah, we're a hundred percent. So that's something to that's something yeah, to cherish. That's awesome. Yeah, that is definitely awesome. And on that note, we're gonna get to our next song here real quick. Just uh, kick it over. Um, I guess Nikki Sombrero. Yes. 
What song did you pick, Early? You wrote wait, it wait, down. I think I know. Now it. I'm forgetting. I, I, I bet you I know it. Huh? Is it um, "Wake Me Up"? But the Ryan Lambert Kids Inc. version of the Wham song. There you, that, oh my God! See, that would have been perfect. That would have been cover. perfect. See, <laughs> now, she actually picked "Proud Mary" by Ike and Tina Turner. So uh, great song. That's a good now, song. Now, what's so, the story behind this? Proud Mary. Yeah. I left a good job in the city. Working for the man. Working for the man every, every night, night and day. day. Just, just wanted to know if there was a certain certain uh, story that went with it. I know the song. Well, she <laughs> she has had a lot of jobs in the city. <laughs> yes, the city's a bane of my existence at this point. I have a love hate relationship with Manhattan wholeheartedly. <laughs> I, I I go to work and then I don't want to go back there for months on end, which is awful. But <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't know why I chose that one. I think I've just honestly had too many random jobs in this life, from working at Disney to being a wench at Medieval Times to <laughs> videotaping <laughs> dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> waiting tables, uh, building video walls at the B- PNC Arena. I like mean, we we have got some avenues if, to go down. If here. you made a tree chart of her jobs, <laughs> that shit would look like a bush, just, just all over, just everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I can oh, see the turn of proud Mary. Kick it. You know. Every now and then, I think you might like to hear something from us. Nice and easy. If there's just one thing. You see, we never, ever do nothing. Nice easy. We always do it nice and rough. But we're going to take the beginning of this song and do it easy. But then we're gonna do the finish. Rough. The way we do. Proud Mary. And we're rolling. Rolling. All right, we're back. That was a good song. Great. I love it. (laughs) So good. So uh, this is the part where we normally uh, do a day in history because uh, wrestling was really none. Oh, I was going to say, we're not talking about wrestling. We're not going to talk about wrestling today. Andre, you're not a wrestling fan? Uh, Look, man, when I was a kid, I used to go to huge WWF oh, really? events because my so, friend had front row tickets. Yeah, I've seen some whoa. badass stuff. So do you do you uh, do you partake in wrestling today or are you just like an old school wrestling fan? Um I'll stick with the old school. I know I know some of the new school and I, you know I happen, you know, my my claim to fame on new wrestling is he's now a pal uh of mine but we met because he was a huge fan but um the wrestler formerly known as Zack Ryder. Oh, Matt Cardona, uh, good man. Ma- woo, Matt Cardona woo, 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 woo. Uh, is a pal of mine, and he's actually in the documentary. He was actually... Uh, that, I remember the, him the, talking about it on his pod. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, and I did his podcast uh, with Mike, and um, it's... Uh, yeah, man, my, and it, it was interesting because Matt was... The very first event we went to was a convention in Florida, in Orlando, and had the crew with us and cameras, and he, I think, I think I'm right when I say he was the first person we sat in a chair and actually interviewed. Oh wow! And uh, 
and we didn't really have like our look or our kind of theming or our style down for our sit down interviews. And uh, what was cool is we put them outside by a fountain at a hotel in, in Orlando. <laughs> so Matt Cordon is on there, like, you know, busting out of a Monster Squad T-shirt, you know, and, uh, you know, just, you know, going googly about talking about his favorite film. That's awesome. Well, then let's talk about real quick the results of AEW, where Matt Cardona just spent a cup of coffee real quick. Uh, Ryan Nemeth lost to Pac. We saw that coming. Uh, World title eliminator tournament first round match. Thunder Rosa versus legit Layla Hirsch. Not a bad match. Good match. I must say, the women's wrestling is looking better and better in AEW, and I uh, hope that this this massive women's tournament that they're having, which is including a lot of women from eight all from over Japan, Japan. Eight from not, Japan, eight from America. Is it only eight? Yes, I it, it was is. Only, for some reason, I always thought it was 16 even. Nope, eight for eight and eight. Oh, well, very good. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm hoping that that really opens up the uh, floodgates there for, for their division to, to really start making some noise because they got some talent there. They, they have a lot of talent. To do it. Um, so uh, Thunder Rosa picked up the uh, big win on that one. Tony Schiavone interviewed Sting. This is Sting. That's a waste of time. That was a waste of time. Chris Jericho and MJF versus the Acclaimed. The Acclaimed lost, but they almost won due to a I know, how much, I know how much you love them. I, well, yeah, no, I'm a big fan of the... No, I'm not. No, <laughs> not at all. No. <laughs> um, Sammy Guevara quit the inner circle. We knew what do you think that for Sammy? Uh, big uh, solo babyface run. You think so? I guarantee it. He's going to go on a babyface run, and he's going to take that TNT belt from Darby Allin. Or whoever has the belt instead of Darby Allin at the time, yes. Uh, Hangman Page uh, uh, teamed up with... Uh, 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 no, he didn't. No, he, he no, went he the went. Bar. He hit a bar with Matt Hardy. That's right. Uh, and there was the contract. Uh, and he flipped the contract too. Yes, he, yes. he took, took a different contract out. So uh, we're gonna see what happens next week with that. Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson, big shoddy Lee versus Caesar Bernone and Peter Avalon. Shoddy Lee. Gets shoddy his first Lee win. got his first win, and now they're making a big old thing. He's gonna be feuding with QT Marshall. Oh, is, is he really? Yes, he is. QT took offense to him not mentioning him as part of his training team. Uh, yes, uh, it's like one big soap opera, and that's why I love wrestling. Because <laughs> it's literally one big soap opera. You didn't do I hate you because you didn't do this. And they I'm can bring people you. back from the dead. They time can. Time and time and they time again. They can bring people back. Uh, TNT champion Darby Allin uh, uh, defended against Joey Janela in, in a match that went a little bit too long for my liking for them. It was, it was okay. A, it was okay. Um, it should have ended up. Joey's not bad. He's very underrated. Uh, he's like Chris Jericho, but um, with my body. And uh, <laughs> it's not really, not the best shape for wrestling. You know what I mean? He come out there looking like, <laughs> like looking like the Pillsbury Doughboy. You said it, and I thought it. <laughs> See, uh, AEW World Champion Kenny Omega and Kenta came out versus John Moxley and Lance Archer in the main event in the Falls Count Anywhere match. Anything goes. Uh, Kenta and uh, Kenny Omega picked up the big victory. What'd you think about that last match? I liked the match, but I didn't like the finish. See, I, I wasn't a big fan of the Falls Count Anywhere kind of deal going to the kitchen and mm. I, I kind of felt it was unnecessary it was there was um, a lot of unnecessary unnecessary, unnecessary. shenanigans going but on but the thing is though match. it was a john moxley match what the fuck are you gonna do other than go outside uh, of the ring? that's what he does john moxley is all out at dean ambrose the former dean ambrose from the the shield he's all about going out there and i don't think he's had a match that stayed in the ring you might be right. I, th I think I'm correct in that one. <laughs> so, what do you think about the AEW product, sir? Do you, have you watched it at all? I watch. A, I don't watch much. I, you know, I see it, and um, you know, I, I I think it's interesting that it's a you know a new a new thing that you know isn't just a juggernaut that you know we were all you know used to for so many years. 
Um, and I like that. I think there should be other forms of something, you know, that people can enjoy. And, and wrestling is such an interesting thing, um, you know, for people to be, you know, to follow, to be infinite. And it's just, it's, it's a, it's a whole other column of entertainment that everybody, you know, let's go back to, you know, mine or our generation, you know, when I say old school stuff, that wasn't necessarily old school. It went on for decades prior to that. Oh, and, yeah. You know, we had, you know, I had uh, a great aunt or something that watched it religiously every week, you know, back, you know, back I, in her time, which was the 40s and 50s or something. And, you know, in local stuff, it's insane. Yeah. And people just think it's sort of this kind of regional or, or local type of, you know, weird thing. Uh, but it's it, it's almost a it has now it's huge because it's such a media property and, and you know, McMahon did so much with it and made it this juggernaut, this worldwide thing. Um but it was just this kind of cultish entertainment that people really, another thing that people connected to. Right, it right. really affected their lives, you know, even, you know, whether they, you know, thought it was farcical and, and silly or they were just really into the characters or they liked the action or they liked what they came up with new moves uh, in the creativity. And then, you know, just kind of went crazy, you know, in, in the nineties, of course. Um, but it still has that hold on people. And it's just this whole other column of entertainment that now is also a commodity, of course. Right. But uh, I, I absolutely there should be other avenues of you know other other verticals in that column, you know, to 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 get faces and names, and it could be careers for people. It's 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 awesome. And on that note, we have a day in history. This is a little segment that we usually call a day in history, because uh, uh, our man Zane's here. Old man usually does it, or Zane writes his own. But this week, what are we doing? This one's mine. This one's yours. Zane has a day in history. So here we go. And to let you know of a day in history. Ah, uh, good morning, mates. It's Friday. That was yesterday. That was yesterday, by the way. I always write these during the week. I yeah. never actually write them on the weekends. <laughs> we take the weekends off. You know, you've earned a good long soak in a hot European bath. For those who like that fish, they clean your feet. Whatever tickles your fancy. It's the 12th day of February, 2021. You've got eight degrees on the dial. So if you're heading out there, remember your pants. Dracula came out on this day in 1931, starring Bela Lugosi, opens in theaters. It was based off the 1924 stage play, direct uh, plays Dracula, which was adapted from the 1897 novel Dracula by the same name by Bram Strokes. It was the first sound film version of the classic Bram Stoker. <laughs> Bram Stoker, that's a whole different guy. Totally different guy. That's a great That's what I wrote, name. too. I actually wrote down here, Bram Stoker. <laughs> no, that's just a good wrestler name. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, you know that it was actually the first sound film version of the classic character? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was three other versions made prior to My it. My favorite was Nosferatu because it was so weird. Uh, that was weird. I've, I've actually watched that. That's an, I, don't, I don't know if I like it, but it, it's a beautiful piece of it's, cinema. It's definitely a beautiful piece of work. <laughs> it's, it, it may be weird and fucking out there, but it's, it's definitely a beautiful piece of work. Uh, the first around-the-world automobile race took place on this day in 1908. From New York to Paris via Alaska, Siberia, and Russia. Know that? I did not. 
that sounds dangerous. Do they still sound, have races around the world? That, I don't know. That sounds fun. That does sound like fun. Like a cannonball run around the world. Like, like it'd be like a triathlon. You'd have to like jump in a boat. That'd be awesome. You know, and that'd then be like, awesome. get on like a snowmobile and right? uh, you know, just you know. So do they? Like, I could see Goldberg trying to host that show. Do they? Do they race the cars to appear and then? Get on a boat. Get and they put it on a boat. And go to the next destination right? and then keep racing. That's what I would think. God, I didn't have yeah. a lot of information on that one. Taking a slow boat, though, that would waste time. And uh, in 1994, the Scream is stolen. Oh. Yep, the famous painting, The Scream, is stolen from the Olsen <laughs> National. <laughs> yes, that's the one. Uh, the National Art Museum. The thieves stole the painting by using a ladder to enter a window where the painting was stored. They then cut the painting from the wall. The thieves took it less than a minute, and it was recorded by security cameras. The following May, two men were arrested while trying to collect the $414,000 ransom for the painting, and the painting was returned. It's also the birthday of uh, Lorne Green. Who was born on this day in uh, 1915? He died in 1987. The Canadian actor of the TV show Bonanza. Oh, Bonanza! I used yep. to watch that show with my grandfather. There's also show. Ben Cartwright's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, 1962 to 72. He co-hosted it with Barry White. Oh wow! You know he was in Roots, 1977. He was the first master of Kunta Kente. Really? Yep. And he was on my wife's favorite show, Battlestar Galactica. Oh, Battlestar Galactica. For loving sci-fi as much as I do, I cannot stand Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> uh, you know, and this was the, the original version. The 1978-79, oh, he played uh, Commander Adium. Dude, Starbucks, my dude. I don't care, man. <laughs> Face from the 80s. He was in the baby. film Earthquake in 1974. <laughs> you know, he was also in Musically Inclined. You know, Ringo, number one, oh. spoken word ballad about the real-life Old West outlaw Johnny Ringo. Oh, he was quite the uh, quite the. Ma- I honestly he, just knew him from Bonanza before. He, I he did was definitely quite yesterday. the thespian. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you know what, people have a great day, and on this day, have an even better tomorrow, hey. which will be now today. Today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love getting... to all. Thank you, Zane. Thank you, Zane. All right, and uh, on that note, we're gonna go to our last our last song, and then we're gonna little BS. So my last, are we my pick. That? My, yeah, we are. We're gonna, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it right now. All right, we're gonna do it. All right, all right. What's My song? song. It's a song. I don't remember who originally recorded it, but this one is by Roy Clark, and this is called "Sally Was a Good Old Gal." Because Sally used to carry my books to school. She also used to sell, like, flowers and stuff on the road before she married herself a millionaire. So Sally was a good old girl. And that's the song we're looking at. Here we go. <laughs> Sally used to carry my friends to school Sally was a big old girl Did my homework cause I was a fool Sally was a good old girl When I want a kiss or a little bitty squeeze Sally's always willing and she did her best to please A girl made to love and not made to tease Sally was a good old girl Sally was a good old girl Sally was a good old girl no matter what the request, Sally gave it her best. Sally was a good old girl. Well, her folks 
folks was poor, but she helped all she could. Sally was a good old girl, the hardest working woman in the neighborhood. Sally was a good old girl. She walked up and down the streets all day, selling neckties to the ones who would pay. If you didn't have the money, then she'd give them away. Sally was a good old girl. Sally was a good old girl. Sally was a good old girl. No matter what the request, Sally gave it her best. Sally was a good old girl. Favorite of all the men, Sally was a good old girl. All the girls despised her then. Sally was a good old girl. Women talked about her, but Sally didn't care. She kept full of working and doing her share. She wound up married to a millionaire. Sally was a good old girl. Sally was a good old girl. Sally was a good old girl. Anything to do with your old jobs? Because that was her old jobs. They, did, Roy did was talking about her jobs. Books? Actually, did you sell flowers on any corner? I have sold a lot of things on corners. Just not that. <laughs> anyway, I'm not related so, to him. Yeah, well, honestly, honestly, what, what, what corners were you selling on in the mean streets of Kingston? Mean streets of Cairo. Caro, no, no. There ain't no, nobody's coming to the corners on the Cairo streets. Dude, there's a lot. There's a lot of corners. There's there? a lot of corners. And there's, a, there's a lot of lettuce to be smoked in, in Cairo, and people need it. I want I you to, to know it. that there's one stoplight in Cairo. Yeah, just we got, we have just so one you understand. But there's like eight big, corners. There's more cows <laughs> than people out there. There's eight corners in Cairo. I will have you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh. You know, I, I figure right now we're going to wind down. I could talk about uh, some celebrities since we have one on the show and their former jobs. I know. It's, it's good that you get to have me here every week. I know, Zane. He's such a good, <laughs> so, you know, it's awesome, Zane. Everybody knows Zane. Everybody loves him. This is the money millionaire over here. <laughs> Did you know that Steve Buscemi was a firefighter? Yes. And that he was at 9-11. He went, and went back and took care of his 9-11 I stuff. did not. Yes, very, very, uh, very good, good job to have. Christopher you know, one Walken. Of the people I work with now actually lives in Fargo. Really? Yeah. No shit. I know. I'm surprised at that too. Oh. You know, it's it's, it's funny that I work with people just on a computer now. Right. And they, they don't live around here. No, they're they're all over the place. Did you know Christopher Walken was a lion tamer? Christopher Walken. That's right. He was a lion tamer. At the age of 16, he'd perform with a lioness named Sheba. I can see Christopher walking, taming a lion. Get, get back. Sit down, get, lion. I had Sit this down. lion's watch up my ass. For <laughs> <laughs> you know Danny DeVito was a hairdresser for corpses? Like a mortician? Yeah. He would, he would dress women's hair and men's hair for funerals. Just the hair, though? Yeah. I, I didn't realize like there was different beauty... Uh... 
techniques yeah. for for the dead. I thought it was usually just the same. I thought one person did it woman, too. Makeup like a and cosmetologist kind of just kind of came in and did the whole shebang. No, apparently he just did hair. He, he specialized. But he in only dead did dead hair. hair, not not live. No, nope, not live hair. He couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. it that's, was just a, that's, that's a whole other uh, certification. That's right. Like yeah, you need a whole other, you know, a whole other. Uh, the training's completely different. <laughs> you need a whole other diploma for that. Speaking of uh, uh, Dracula, but a different Dracula, Christopher Lee worked in the intelligence service for for uh, the United Kingdom. He was a British secret uh, intelligence person. I don't know how secret he was. A spy? Yeah. A secret agent he, he man. He worked. He, uh, he was technically a secret agent man. Yes, yes, he was. Did you know Johnny Depp worked as a telemarketer? No. He only made one sale and promptly talked the customer out of the purchase. Did he really? <laughs> yes, he <That's> did. <laughs> and I'll give you one more here. Let's see. Oh, okay. Bob Ross was a sergeant in the Air Force, but we all knew that. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I you don't know, know a lot of things. Did you know, did you know Hugh Jackman used to be a gym teacher? That makes a lot of sense. I don't yeah. know why it makes a lot of sense, but I could see him being my gym teacher. He'd look I, damn good in them short shorts. <laughs> he would. Speaking of looking good in short shorts... David Bowie, and this is the last one, worked as a butcher's delivery boy. David Bowie serving meat in paper. I can see it. Oh, so uh, I think we're going to wind the show down. I think we've done all that we can do in an hour or so. And, uh, or more. Or more. Yeah. Thank you, Andre Gower, again, for coming on and hanging out and putting up with the shenanigans. And uh, No, you know, shenanigans are fun sometimes. That's, that's and right. You know, I think with the trio there, with the jobs and... The, the the tree line of job I, I think Nikki and I are the only ones that kind of cross over you know because well I mean we can go work at a, we could we could go work at a newspaper together that, or that on, is very on a, true you know, or, or on, on, a, on a or on a shoot yeah it's, that, um, that is very true I, yeah I mean the pool uh, I'll swim in the pool I can <laughs> right? swim in the pool I can I, mean, ble- I can breed um, your laboratory mice for you too and and <laughs> I, I was in radio for years so I can we can we can cross over like this <laughs> that's about as uh, close as which is also one of is my favorite medium is a love radio and I was on it's a sort of not show for the decade. same it's sort of not the same today of course because we have different technology but uh you know radio is sort of the newspapers of today it's the it's it's slowly taking its last <laughs> breath and uh, i have good friends in radio um and it's uh i, I still like radio i I'm, do too yeah. like i i still have a radio show that i turn on yep. you know five days a week you know just because that's something like like you said, it's some it's so familiar and it really gets my day going. Like, yeah, I've got this this magic machine here that can find or play whatever I want. But when I you know, I still want to hear the commercials in between. Even yeah, you know, I want to hear the same news guy telling me you know that the road is clear, that the the bridge is all right. You know, I want to hear that every day from those people because you get that connection. It's like. I've never spoken to my local newsman, but I I get to hear his voice every day, and I know that things are gonna be all right. That is definitely true. And, well, you made a you made a perfect point there of what it was because you're your newspaper guy, or your columnist, or um, your newspaper gal, uh, or your local radio personality was just that. It was your local person, and there was a connection to the locale. Now we're so connected to everything around the world. I mean, hell, I op- you know we open up our phones and we're reading stories from Sri Lanka. We're like, yeah. oh my God, there was a, you know, a fire in the market in Sri Lanka today. You're like, that really shouldn't affect your life whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. And yet we're scrolling and reading all of these stories, uh, and we don't know what's going on around the corner from our own house. 
And uh, that's a weird kind of dynamic of the of the newly connected world, which I think we've become. It's fascinating. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a technophobe, uh, but that our technology is ramped up at such a rate that we haven't really caught up with it as animals yet. So right. it's, it's, it's just affecting. That's why we're so whacked out right now. I think it's <laughs> one of the factors, but uh, it used to be, you know, super simple. You know, the, the, the paper goes to bed at midnight. Uh, you know, you wait for a section in case the president got shot. It goes to print. It's still wet. You know, when your grandpa gets it off the porch in the morning and he's reading it with a coffee or a bourbon or both, and, <laughs> yep. um, you know, he's, uh, you know, reading the paper and got all of your news that day. And then we watched, you know, whoever your network anchor man became your national local guy, whether yep. it was Cronkite or Rather or, Dan you know, Rather Tom Brokaw or whatever. <laughs> and, and then that sort of expanded out. But now it's just insane. Yeah. It's, uh, there's so much coming at you that, um, and, and then now there's podcasts, damn yeah. it. Everybody <laughs> and their mama like, has one, including us. Yep. Anchor.fm, yeah. get yourself a podcast. <laughs> kind of it's like drinking from a fire hose like, for sure. Go but ahead. uh you know who but who knows so but it's fun to get to hang out with people that you don't know and you become pals and you get to come back and you know we'll come back and do more music i mean i love talking about music and songs We're, oh and dude I, wait, I like come the, back and we'll have I a like whole the, episode talk about music i'm good with yeah, that. yeah i love the format and um you know nikki's like shit where are my keys i gotta get out no, of here. she's I like was, i gotta no i was gonna say this is the only thing constant in my life that rocks old school this is my fire pager so i'm, a, I'm also a fireman to add to my crazy hat collection, she don't of sleep is what she's saying. But yeah, all I do is turn it on. There's I can't talk to anybody, but it lets me know when there's a fire. That's yeah, about, I I love that to see you should have. If I were you and had that fire pager, I would have picked one of my other all-time favorite songs, which is "The Fireman" by George Strait. That's a favorite. Good, yeah. good tune. Good tune. I could have done "Burning Down the House." Oh, that's another one too. That's that's well, one of my favorite. I love Talking Heads. That's that's, heads. that's 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 my. <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna get out of here. Thank you again, Andre, for coming. Uh, Andre Gala, plug your stuff again, please, yep. sir. Wolfman's got Nards. I know that I have to check it out because um I I don't do all my homework, and I told myself like two weeks ago I'm supposed to watch this documentary, and <laughs> instead my wife has had on the hundred on like a constant <laughs> roll for weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and plug your stuff there, my friend. Well, that's okay, Zane. Don't worry about it. Just watch it, and then we'll come back, and then we get to talk about it. And we'll then we'll get to talk about it again. We'll about exactly. The, we'll talk about the doc, and then we'll talk about more music. That um, sounds good to me. And I'll work a way uh, out for you to hear music, so that way we can play it. <laughs> what Nikki's going to like, I don't know if she's seen the documentary or not, but when she does. I um, have to see it. No, I haven't seen it yet. You'll, I have. <laughs> uh, sp- sp- speak- speaking of music, there's some cool music in there. And, and no, no one's really worked on or been seen or had their hands on this movie that, you know, wasn't impacted or involved with Monster Squad in some way. And a lot of our score in the film is done by a fan that we met on the road okay. and was, a, you know, made music and, and, and was aspiring to like score things like films and TV shows. And so we had him send a bunch of tracks and he actually made some original stuff, but you'll hear some, uh, some vocal tracks on loop at a couple of times. And that's actually all Ryan Lambert's fans music from the nineties <laughs> and, and the early two thousands. So uh, Nikki's got a little nostalgic uh, jag there for when she's listening to the music of Wolfman's Got Nards. Well, the, but the next question um, is she's going to be asking if you guys can both come on the show. <laughs> I am well, so happy Ryan, I'll see what he's. 
he's he's usually um he usually gets bored about doing stuff i i oh, usually sure. like to talk about stuff but if it's about music and all that maybe we can get him on there and we hey, can share sweet. the screen we'll have a whole episode but, at that point <laughs> yeah please um you know follow me personally uh yes. you know you know so you know support the you know support these guys show and uh them as individuals but yeah i'd love for you to follow me on twitter at andre gower at andre gower official on instagram if you're interested in um you know checking out the documentary uh right now you can order a blu-ray or a dvd on amazon.com you can uh you know order it vod uh you know whether rental or digital download on probably any of your VOD platforms uh, that you have access to everywhere from, you know, Amazon Prime to iTunes to Google Play to Redbox to, uh, you know, Dish Network, your local cable provider, you know, just search on it somewhere. If you can't find it, just go to iTunes um, and, and check it out. And, you know, hit me up, ask questions, give us a thumbs up if you liked it, a thumbs down if you didn't. You know, we take all comers and uh, love to have all discussions and uh, share your stories that's what we like to do it's because uh, really it's just the continuation which people watch monster squad you know like nikki was saying earlier um you know when they watch the documentary they go that person was talking about, about me and i related to that person or that fan that was telling that story or that cast member and it took me right back to that you know that story so i want to hear about everybody's story so hit me up you know post it on instagram you know Type it out on Twitter and, you know, <laughs> 240 <laughs> characters if you can. And, uh, you know, just share your stories with everybody. And, and that's really kind of what it's all about is just continuing kind of the conversation and everybody kind of coming together for a move around a movie that no one ever thought anybody saw. All right. Yeah. Thank you again. So for Andre Gower, for Zane, for Nikki Sombrero, I am Mole. We are out of here this week. Zane, do you want to give a quote? Because I know you love them Macho Man quotes this week. You got a Macho Man quote? I don't have a Macho Man You know that you're disappointing me here. All right. Oh, yeah. All right, we're out of here. I'll see you later. Thank you, Andre. Nobody likes...